Welcome to Real Health, Real People. I'm Heather Crawford. And I'm Sarah Frappier. And we're here to talk about real health for real people. Is it over? Yeah, there's a real creepy bear staring at me right now. He's not creepy. <laughs> it's Mr. Bear. He's he, he We go way back. He's from my good old birthday when I was born. Aww. And he was white and fluffy. And yeah, he he's, knows, he's not. He knows all my secrets, though. Mm. I have to keep him. That's for, what turned him brown. <laughs> <laughs> he's been soiled he's by been my soiled. secrets. <laughs> Mr. Bear's the best. So I had a blankie when I was little, and I carried it everywhere. I loved my blankie. And then one day, you know how moms, like, save things that are special? Like, you still have that bear? My mom just threw mine away. (gasps) That's devastating. I know. (laughs) Do you still cry at night because you miss your blankie? Oh, no, I have a new blankie. You have a new one? I have a new blanket, too. I always got a fuzzy blanket. I love my blanket. But I saved. Both my kids had blankies, too, and... They're saved. So in case when they're grown ups they want it back, they can have it. Yeah. Unlike my mother. <laughs> Devastating. Actually, I don't even know if she threw it away or if it like got lost in a move. I just remember that one day I had it and the next day it was gone. Maybe she tried to wash it and it died in a tragic died, washing machine accident. <laughs> Mr. Bear made it through the wash a few times. It was necessary. Yeah. I mean you have to. My my son was very attached to his blankie. And it smelled so bad. It was, like, disgusting. (laughs) But you had to, like, wait till he was sound asleep, sneak in, like, be like a ninja to get it out so he didn't wake up and wash it and hope that it was dry before he woke up. Yeah. Or it was a rough day. It was touch and go. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to Real Health for People. (laughs) I'm Heather. (laughs) I'm Sarah. And we're here to talk about uh, health. Well, you know, it's funny because one of the things that um, is supposed to help you, like, get things clean or get smells out of things is what we're talking about today. Oh, that's true. It can be used as a cleaning product. Yeah. Good old apple cider vinegar. ACV, as the kids call it. <laughs> Good old ACV. <laughs> if you're hip and cool. <laughs> like Sarah. You're done with ACV? Yeah, you know me. That's what I'm saying. Don't mess. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But other than cleaning, like, there's a lot of lofty claims about the miraculous healing powers of apple cider vinegar. There really are. It's it's become very much touted by celebrities, too. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Doctor TV doctors. Yeah. Like, who are those TV doctors? Like Dr. Dr. Oz. Oz and... Doctor, mm-hmm. who's his name and yeah, what's his face? <laughs> <laughs> All those celebrity doctors, right? They talk about the amazing, miraculous healing powers of apple cider vinegar. Yeah, and obviously the the nature paths, nature paths. Mm-hmm. They love it too. Um, they, I mean, they can claim that it it cures everything from diabetes to acid reflux to getting rid of warts to fighting cancer, arthritis. Athlete's foot, halitosis. I love that word. Oh, I do not love the halitosis. <laughs> no, me either. High cholesterol, gout, poison oak, UTIs, even head lice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's something that we all have probably used. It's in 
salads, marinades, vinaigrettes, mm-hmm. food preservatives, chutneys. <laughs> I like a good chutney. Basically, it's made by crushing apples and bacteria and yeast are added to the liquid to start an alcoholic fermentation process. Sugars are turned mm. into alcohol. In a second <laughs> fermentation process, the alcohol is converted into vinegar by the acetic acid forming bacteria. Acetic acid and malic acid give it its sour taste. So it's a fermentation process. It is. And I really like fermenting things. We just pickled some red onions. Mm. And it's so good on my salads and sandwiches. I've pickled cucumbers, you know, so typical pickles. Pickles. I've pickled pickles. And somebody, one of my friends pickles lots of things. And she had pickled carrots. Really? Pickled carrots. And they were actually really good. I like pickled okra. Mm, Yeah. Basically anything pickled is pretty good. I like it too. Except I've never tried a pickled egg. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have a friend who, and she informed us, we both have the same friend, that back in our um, episode where we were talking about the Himalayans, she is from the Appalachians. And um, so she is called an Appalachian American. But ah. <laughs> anyway, she loves pickled eggs and she made us all try one at a conference we Was were at. Was it good? It was not great, no. No, was it your favorite thing? <laughs> it wasn't my favorite world. thing. <laughs> but I like pickled vegetables. But yeah, so if you ever had anything, ever had anything pickled, you've had vinegar, right? I think most people have had vinegar in some form. Yeah, or even another. if they don't know. I mean, yeah, salad dressing for sure. Most people, if they don't exclusively eat ranch, have probably had some vinegar. Yeah. But so specifically, though, this ACV. <laughs> Apple cider vinegar is made from apples as the original liquid. Yes. The apple juice from the apples. Right. And it it makes it, um, I feel like apple cider vinegar does have a little bit of that sweet taste, whereas just like vinegar. White vinegar. Yeah. I don't know that I could put that in my mouth by itself. (laughs) It's such a strong smell. Yeah. But the apple cider vinegar is a strong smell, too. I just There's, like, that sweetness in there. And there's different qualities. Oh, yeah, for sure. Of apple cider vinegar. Well, and a lot of companies, you know, we shop with our eyes. And so they're trying to... They try to make the apple cider vinegar look clear or pretty. When, in actuality, what you want to be purchasing with the apple cider vinegar is something um, that's, like, murky and brown. Because it's unfiltered and unprocessed. and it's, So you want the unfiltered right. ACV. Unfiltered, unprocessed, um, always bioorganic too. So when you're like trying to look through the bottle, you should notice like a cobweb-like thing floating around in there. And they actually call that the mother. The mother. Yeah. But it, it indicates that your vinegar is of good quality. Mm. So if you're looking through a... But on it's clear and pretty, then that's it doesn't been have very processed. You, doesn't have what you need, right? I mean, and, and as with all food, the more you process it, the less the less beneficial it's going to be. So, does it taste different? Have you tried the clear versus? The I have murky? not tried the clear. No. So, because people, you can even go into these, you know, farm to table type restaurants mm-hmm. and order shots yes. of apple cider vinegar. So I've done that. And I also, in my own home, have just bought, like, the cheap, like, shelf, like, plastic bottle Kroger brand apple cider vinegar and taken a shot of that. And I will say, 
the generic whatever brand that I had at home much more unpleasant right than the yeah, yeah. nice quality one I got the at restaurant. the restaurant yeah yeah I mean it's it's not fun to do a shot of apple cider vinegar that's why I like most people prefer it in things like using it in a salad dressing or using it like pickling vegetables so that you're mm-hmm. you're getting something else with it because vinegar has just that strong smell. Well, it hits like you know those little like nubbins right behind your <laughs> jawline, like right under between yes. your ear and your jaw, where you, like if something hits it, you just immediately feel like you're gonna just <laughs> and you like gag. Like yes. <laughs> well, the when, smell hits that before it ever hits. Your when mouth. I take a shot of apple cider vinegar, that's what happens, yes. and I'm I have to take it over the sink just, just for safety case. purposes. I'm not gonna lie, I have. I just, it's not my favorite thing. I'm a wimp, I guess, when it comes yeah. to... My brother takes a shot, like, every day. Yeah. And he acts like it's no big deal, but I... I don't take a shot every day, but I do, like, if I haven't had anything that day that was, like, fermented or... Like, I buy this um, brand of juice that they also have drinking vinegars, and so they, they put other flavors in there, too, like other fruit juices, and so it tastes really good. Mm-hmm. So if I haven't had something like that, then I will try to. Well, and because shot. it's fermented, it also has probiotics, correct? Yes, for sure. The probiotics so are it's a good super thing. good for your digestion. With all of those claims, though, there hasn't been a ton of research on most of those claims. That, right. You know, Actually, studies, like, you right. know, proving these various claims. Yeah, exactly. But maybe the most researched and the most promising of apple cider vinegar's benefits are in the area of type 2 diabetes. So several studies have found that vinegar may actually help lower blood glucose levels. So that's very exciting. So I found a study um, in 2004 that was cited in the American Diabetes Foundation publication, Diabetes Care, (laughs) found that taking vinegar before meals um, significantly increased insulin sensitivity and dramatically reduced the insulin and glucose spikes that occur after meals. So that's super exciting for especially for people um, with type 2 diabetes. I found a similar study. Actually it was also in the same journal but it was from 2007. Okay. So it showed the same thing. The so same. Effective. Well yeah this one said so I have it might be this one because a follow-up study yes in 2007 um it was geared at testing the long-term effects as opposed to just the short-term effects. So um, it had participants taking two tablespoons of vinegar prior to two meals a day, and they lost an average of two pounds over the four-week period, and some lost up to four pounds. So that's exciting, too. But they were, um, again, showing the, the lowering of the blood glucose levels and the insulin stabilization benefits. Mm. And I learned a new word reading these scientific studies called postprandial. Did you see that word? Which basically is just the period of time after dinner or lunch. So, because it kept saying reduces postprandial glycemia. So, I am totally going to say that from now on. Hey, Sarah, do you want to go have coffee (laughs) postprandial? A postprandial coffee, if you will. Well, sounds super smart. Right. But yeah. people will think we're in a cult. Because <laughs> I kept reading it, and I'm like, what the heck is what postprandial? Is so I had to Google it. <laughs> but now I know a new word. The more you know. <laughs> um, in 2006, one study um, showed that vinegar could lower cholesterol. But this study was done in lab rats, so that's not necessarily, you know, apl- applicable to people. 
So there needs to be more research um, done on vinegar and like blood pressure. And then they've done a couple studies on cancer. I think you saw a couple of those studies too. Um, it was suggested that apple cider vinegar can help prevent cancer, but it's kind of inconclusive because there was a study where it killed some cancer cells, but there was another study where it actually promoted some cancer cells. Yeah, so it's because the they're a dietary source of polyphenols, which are basically compounds synthesized to defend against oxidative stress. There's a lot of interest surrounding the role of these dietary polyphenols in the prevention of cancers. So because vinegar contains these polyphenols, that's why they're looking at it to have potential anti-cancer effects. Right. But there's very scarce evidence, and there's also conflicting evidence as to if this actually occurs within people. Because while it showed a decreased risk, for example, for esophageal cancer, vinegar ingestion was also then associated with a greater risk for bladder cancer. You know, there's some right. evidence saying that it could reduce risk for some cancers, but then have greater risks for other cancers. Right. So it's very conflicting as to what the ultimate effects are. So again, you know, the most exciting research that they've done is going to be on those blood glucose levels, like elevated, elevated blood sugar can be a problem even if you're not diabetic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's actually believed to be a major cause of some chronic diseases, even in non-diabetic people, having that elevated blood sugar. So pretty much everybody could benefit from, you know, some apple cider vinegar and keeping their blood sugar levels stable if, you know, the research shows that it does. So some of these studies are pretty exciting. Chris Gunners, um, she says, the most effective and healthiest way to keep your blood sugar levels um, stable is obviously to avoid refined carbs. That's those junk carbs. Mm-hmm. Not all carbs, people. Just the junk ones. Not all carbs are <laughs> created equal. That's right. So um, avoid the bad carbs and sugar. But she says, you know, apple cider vinegar may also have a powerful effect. And then she cites um, three different studies that I thought were super interesting. I'm just going to read the conclusions of these, but um, this one found the anti-glycemic properties of vinegar are evident when small amounts of vinegar are ingested with meals composed of complex carbs. So in these situations, vinegar attenuated PPG by 20% compared to the placebo. Postprandial glycemia. See, there's the word. Yes. Prandial. Postprandial. So basically when you eat a meal you know, your blood sugar goes up because you're getting the insulin, the sugar. I'm not real technical on <laughs> my words, but we want to keep it leveled off. So we've talked about it, you know, before in the past. Like if you wake up and you have a big sugary breakfast, like you're having donuts and stuff like, you know, you crash really hard after you feel that spike and crash. Well, obviously we want to keep it super level. And so this study found that, what's the word attenuated mean? Attenuated, kind of like regulated. That's what I thought. Okay, so this study found that vinegar regulated that PPG, the postprandial glycemia, by 20% compared to the placebo. So it was lower. (laughs) With a flourish. (laughs) With a flourish, she flails her paper off the the desk. Oh, perfect. Attenuated, weakened in force or effect. Yes. Right, so it it weakened... The rise of the blood sugar by 
Yes. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) So the aim of this study was to evaluate the possible influence of acetic acid on the postprandial, there's that word again, glucose and insulin responses and the potential involvement of a modified gastric emptying rate. That sounds gross. (laughs) 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 But that's what they were studying. And again, it showed that if you add that, you know, acid in there with your meal, that it is reducing your glycemia and insulin demand. Um, So given that vinegar is showing that it lowers blood sugar and insulin levels, it makes sense that it could help you lose weight. So that was where the next um, study came in. And several human studies suggest that vinegar can increase satiety. I cannot pronounce words, but it makes you feel full. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that Sa- was is that the satiates. one in the european journal of clinical nutrition yes yes so I it read helps that you one eat too. fewer calories yeah because they they found that if you take vinegar in the morning mm-hmm. with your morning meal then you are more likely to eat less calories right throughout the day yeah and it, it said yeah increase the feelings of fullness and, and this study showed that it, the people ate on average 200 fewer calories for the rest of the day That's awesome. Yeah. So by reducing that calorie intake, obviously that's going to translate into reduced weight over time. Yes, because the bigger your caloric deficit, the more weight you're going to lose. Right. So the bottom line is studies suggest that vinegar can increase the feelings of fullness and help people eat fewer calories. So that's a super exciting study. I've also found a couple things that... They showed investigations that have demonstrated effectiveness of diluted vinegars on treating ear infections. Mm -hmm. I have heard that. Yeah. But they said the one thing, though, if you put it directly in the ear, is that the low pH of these solutions could irritate the skin Mm. in, like, if you put it directly in your ear. So, like, again, it's one of those things. It's like the vinegar could be effective against the infection, but it could could create irritation on your skin because of the, the pH level of it. Um, also at various coastal locations, immediate vinegar application at the site of jellyfish stings is practiced. Mm. That I would much rather use, um, apple cider vinegar than someone peeing on me. Yeah. <laughs> so it basically deactivates the, the nematocytes that are in the jellyfish mm-hmm. poison or whatever. Venom. Is it jellyfish Just, venom? Hmm. Poison. Venom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The so, bad stuff. Yeah, so it basically can help neutralize that. Yeah, that's so when you go to the beach, take some apple cider vinegar. Otherwise, when you get stung by a jellyfish, you have to ask someone to pee on you. Yeah, I saw that in a Friends episode once. (laughs) (laughs) That's my only base of reference for that particular claim about why you would maybe need to pee on your friend. In a jellyfish, dire jellyfish situation. Well, um, and there's lots of other uses. I mean, it's not, it's not just for um, health benefits. Like we were talking, you know, can help you clean. It can help you um, dye your Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Exactly. So it's actually one of the best um, things for removing pesticides and bacteria from your fresh produce. So you can wash your produce with apple cider vinegar and get rid of those nasty. Now, do you pesticides. dilute it first? Um. It didn't say in this if you dilute it first, but it it also said that you can just use straight white vinegar too for that, and it's a fraction of the price. So if you're buying vinegar for washing your produce, go with just the cheap 
white vinegar. I usually use white vinegar and baking soda when I clean. Mm-hmm. When it's I... a great cleaning agent. It's pretty much the only thing, that combination is the only thing that like makes your bathtub stay white. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's if your bathtub's supposed to be white. Right, true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not exclude our friends that have different colored tubs, Heather. <laughs> Jeez. We, we here at Real Health Real People are all inclusive when it comes to bathtubs. When it comes to bathroom decor. It doesn't matter what color your bathtub is. We still love you. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> I don't judge your oh, decor choices. I lied. It does say that it recommends a solution of 10% vinegar to 90% water um, as a bath to briefly soak your produce. And then you just place your veggies or fruit in the solution, swish it around, and then you're going to rinse it thoroughly because you don't want them to taste like the vinegar, obviously. Oh. Yep. Unless you like the taste of vinegar. True. I mean, there are people that like it. It's long been used as a natural hair care product because its acidity is close to that of human hair. It's a good conditioner and cleaning agent. Um, it's been used for pets. Um, same concept, cleaning pets, including their ears and helping them with skin problems and fleas and ticks. Mmm. Mm-hmm. And some horse owners claim that apple cider vinegar is an excellent natural horse fly spray. So they, you know, how horses are always swatting flies with their yeah. tail, like spraying it on them helps keep the flies away. Again, though, this there's not a lot of research to back up these claims. Right. But that's, a lot of these natural remedies and, you know, these natural things, they don't have a lot of research supporting them, just in general. It's kind of just like a common, common issue. Right. With all of these natural... Well, that's what one of the things Dr. Mercola was saying that, you know, there's a lot of claims. And so while we're waiting on all of this research, you know, you we can do our own research. So if we know that um, it helps, we've seen that it helps reduce the, no, I can't think of the word, post, postprandial. I, I know, I want to memorize this word. Postprandial. Because I want to use it in everyday conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we know that it reduces the postprandial sugar influx and we said before if it's not going to harm you right then you know and i mean vinegar has been used for more than two thousand years yes it's been ingested it's been applied topically actually hippocrates used to use it for Mm -hmm. like wounds and like hope antibacterial effects they actually bathe babies in it in ethiopia yeah to help prevent infection so i mean if it's been used for thousands and thousands yeah. of years and there's no known really like negative, like there haven't been, you know, you don't have people that have vinegar related diseases or right. incidences <laughs> of, you know, it's yeah. not shown to like induce all of these things. Exactly. Um, it can't really hurt. Yeah. So if it's got potential for these health benefits, Absolutely. you know, taking a shot of vinegar besides for me, the unpleasant brief reaction (laughs) of potentially (laughs) getting ill um it's you know that and some so the cost i got blown away i saw that some culinary varieties of vinegar can cost up to a hundred dollars per bottle crazy so i don't know what kind of highfalutin chefs are using hundred dollar vinegar but uh here in my house (laughs) i got really good quality vinegar at costco for a very reasonable price so you can definitely find some good stuff at a reasonable price. Um, interesting fact, the first vinegar was the result of an accident. <gasps> really? Yeah, so long, long ago in a land far, far away. No. <laughs> <laughs> far, but far away. A long time ago, somebody stored a keg of wine too long, presumably with a poorly sealed 
it was poorly sealed so oxygen got in. And so when the eager drinkers opened it, they found a sour liquid instead of wine. And so the name vinegar comes from the French words for sour wine. <gasps> oh, check yep. that out. I guess that's why there's red wine vinegar. That's right. I that's cook with thing. that a lot. So maybe that was the very first was red wine vinegar, very first vinegar Sounds ever. right. Discovered. I was going to say invented. <laughs> invented. But I guess it was discovered. Discovered. <laughs> so. So obviously, you know, we need more science, more research to really like have proof that these things happen. But some of the dramatic benefits they think are um, from yet to be identified phytochemicals. So we talk about phytochemicals a lot. It's the beneficial compounds in plants. But scientists are just now discovering, um, you know, some phytochemicals in this apple cider vinegar because, like you said, it's derived from the apple. So how much of those are still available in the apple cider vinegar? So Mm -hmm. they're still working on that. But we know that phytochemicals are good for us. And so it's just another way to hopefully get some in our bodies. And again, it's not harming us. Right. And, you know, if if there are a lot of the phytonutrients, then if we're having it, you know, before meals, it could possibly improve our body's ability to absorb the essential minerals that are locked in our food that we're eating. So that mm. could be really exciting. Nice. I like all of these potential positive benefits. Yeah, for sure. It's like potential for all reward and no risk. Yes. I like those. A yeah. no risk experiment. Because a lot of times we talk about things that are very risky because, yes, in an equal way, like, not a lot is known about, right. like, the health benefits, but a lot is known about, about the risk. harms. Right, yeah. So it's like, yay, look at all of these things that it can do at the possible expense of X, Y, Z. Yeah. But with vinegar, look at all of these possible effects it can have at the expense of nothing. Yeah, because literally, like, there there were no shown side effects of taking vinegar every single day. No, and again, vinegar's been consumed for thousands of years. Right. With no correlation to any type of disease or negative impact. I think there was, I think, one case where there was a injury of the esophagus. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Inflammation in a 39-year-old woman mm-hmm. who drank... A tablespoon of rice vinegar in the belief it would dislodge a piece of crab shell from her throat. (laughs) So she had a piece of crab in her throat and drank rice vinegar to try to get rid of it and then had chronic inflammation of the esophagus. But I'm not entirely sure that's directly related (laughs) to the vinegar because of the the fact that she had crab shell in her throat (laughs) right but again they can't eliminate the fact that the vinegar could potentially have caused the inflammation because it was used as well (laughs) i'm more likely to believe it was the crab shell exactly (laughs) so i feel as if i'm pretty safe drinking yeah apple cider vinegar just don't do it if you're eating crab shells apparently don't eat crab shells either I mean, I think that must have been an accidental situation. Well, I know a really fun story about Sarah and some Milano cookies. Speaking of odd things causing injury, (laughs) (laughs) she has this very rational fear of Milano cookies. Milano cookies. It was a a dark and stormy day. (laughs) No, I was at a winery and I had a picnic 
and we were out and it was a little blustery and I was just <laughs> casually eating my Milano cookie, minding my own dang business. And it felt like there was something in my eye. And so I was kind of rubbing at it and I thought it was a hair and it, the it, irritation <laughs> would not go away. And then it wouldn't stop and my eye was watering and it was like, it started to hurt really bad. She didn't so I'm say like, the best part is that she's like on a first or second date. Yeah, it was on a date. <laughs> it was on a date. So I'm on this date and I'm like trying to be tough, but like my eyes watering and it's supposed to be this really romantic date. And so I ended up having to go to the emergency room because it wouldn't stop hurting. And I was like, this isn't normal. So we had to go to the emergency room and I had cut my cornea on a cookie crumb, you guys, on a cookie crumb. And this guy, the doctor wanted me to wear an eye patch. Oh my gosh, So he gave me these special eye drops and an eye patch for my corneal cut from a cookie. And I told my friends this in confidence. (laughs) Not really confidence, but. So don't tell anybody, guys. But I have this one friend, um, Jen Leak. She's awesome. Um, And she'll still, to this day, randomly text message me pictures of Milano cookies. She did the other day, I swear. That's so awesome. Like this week, she I opened my phone to just a picture of Milano oh, cookie, and it's awesome. horrifying and daunting. And I refuse to eat Milano cookies now. <laughs> but I bet you were the cutest pirate ever. Oh, it's just a nightmare. <laughs> There's more to the story, but yeah, it's it it gets worse somehow. It just it's all a down downward spiral. I'll have so to just, tell you later. You know, beware of windy days and cookies, <laughs> and beware of crab shells in your throat. You just never know, guys. Yeah, that's an instant. I didn't put vinegar in my eye. <laughs> that I feel like that would probably be a bad thing to do. No, putting. Vinegar but I did. In your eye. <laughs> I to t- talking about some of the effects. I did have an experience where I had a UTI mm-hmm. and I drank vinegar. Yep. And it cleared up. Yeah, and that was one of the things that you know it claimed was to help clear up urinary. You know, I was also drinking copious amounts of water. Mm-hmm. And um, I also was putting lemon essential oil in my water because yeah. I heard that lemon helps as well. Well, so I was trying all these natural remedies. My son has a wart on his hand, and so I'm going to do another experiment and try to see what it does. The, the uh, apple cider apple vinegar. Cider yeah. vinegar on it's it. one of the claims is that it'll get rid of warts. Yeah. So all of these things, I'm I'm a big proponent of natural remedies yeah for sure i mean as a you know a first line now granted you know if like my arm's falling off mm-hmm. i'm not gonna like here let me put this essential oil on it and see if it heals it no i'm she'll help me pee on it first, <laughs> and then we'll go to the er <laughs> but i mean if it's some like kind of minor inconvenience yeah. minor medical issue that i may be able to solve at home without having to go to yeah, the doctor sure. and paying money and spending all that time I'm totally all about that. For sure. And I was able to cure my infection. And it's just really exciting. Um, if you're a type 2 diabetic, you really should really look into these studies because it's just really exciting. Yeah. And I like the one about the, you know, the satiation. Yeah. About yeah, for consuming sure. less calories after taking shots of apple cider vinegar in the morning, mm-hmm. which I, can't, I just can't start my day, though. I don't know. Well, I saw another study, though, um, about taking it at night. Oh, I forgot about this paper. Um, but the data in this study suggests that vinegar ingestion at bedtime may favorably impact 
waking glucose concentrations in type 2 diabetes. So same thing, um, you know, when we wake up, our blood sugar is at its lowest. But diabetics can wake up sometimes so low that, like, they're dying. <laughs> oh. Um, and this just helps keep it from bottoming out, is what the study showed. So that's exciting. I'm hopeful. Yeah, me too. I give it I give it two thumbs up. Yeah. I say go for the ACV, man. Me too. I'm going to keep drinking. It just it validates that, um, yeah, I'm going to keep drinking it every day. Yeah, why not? Go for it. Yeah. Drink that ACV, man. Mm-hmm. We're not sponsored by apple cider vinegar. <laughs> Although I do have my favorite brand, so if you want to know what it is, you can email us at realhealthrealpeople at gmail.com, and I will give you my recommendation. Yeah. Also email us with those questions, mm-hmm. comments, what do you want to hear about? Podcast topic suggestions. Yeah. Is we want to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. Also, follow us on all of our social medias. Yep, Real Health, Real People everywhere. Gmail, what? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. Yep. Heather's the social media master. Mm, She's trying to teach me the ways. She's getting better. She's teaching me Insta Story. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Check us out on Insta Story. You can see a lot of behind the scenes fun. It's true. And just behind the scenes life. Yes. Oh, and speaking of, we are working on our very first, well, it may be done by the time you hear this, but we're working on newsletters for our email subscribers. They're going to have lots of fun, just exclusive content, behind the scenes awesomeness. So when you go to realhealthrealpeople.com, make sure you click on sign up. And sign up for our email list. Yep. Because you will be getting some cool content. It will. It's going to be fun. I'm Coming at you. excited about it. So, as always, thanks for listening. We love mm. to be with you every week. Goodbye. See you. Bye. We should have been funnier. <laughs>